Hi, this is Violet Lang. Welcome to my podcast, The Pleasure Path, all about love, dating, relationships, and femininity. I help successful spiritual women find their pleasure and their power to create healthy partnership. Join my amazing guest, Alicia Kane, and I as we talk about simple pleasures and as she introduces us to the sweetness of life in Italy. Alicia is a powerful goddess and creator who runs a travel company called Sweet Life Italy, and she is also a CPA and money magician. Listen to learn how she's created a very unique life of pleasure. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another fantastic episode of The Pleasure Path. I'm delighted to have a beautiful goddess with me today, Alicia Kane, who will tell you more about herself in a few moments, but she is a CPA MM money magician, and she also has her own travel company and blog called Sweet Life Italy's. So we will just have you introduce yourself, Alicia, please. Hi. Thank you for inviting me. So, yeah, so I was um, a CPA um, for many years, and I never got out of doing honestly, but but it's it was my way of helping women have freedom business and and then I love to travel I love France I love Italy I love the the way that time exists there different like you can just enjoy a moment and it can bring you so much pleasure doing something very simple and we're like go 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 like what's going on next you know and and a lot of it a lot of the distraction from real pleasure so I went from CPA to CPA MM how to live a life of pleasure without working to a pulp and making enough money so that you then have pleasure no and work pleasure into every day everyday life in in moments and and then i moved to italy because i followed my heart i followed my pleasure and just learned to slow down basically Mm. and it was it was really hard because we're really wound up to perform to be efficient um to be productive do something constantly what you're lazy there's judgment there's shame and you know other cultures just relax I learned to relax I learned to enjoy the moment enjoy a glass of wine just looking out the window doing nothing and just deriving pleasure from that so I started uh, this tour company called Sweet Life Italy to really share the life that I cultivated for myself in Italy with those women who became successful because I helped them start their business <laughs> and that they can take some time to really celebrate and, and find the joy and really bring that back to, to their lives. So taking them to my small village where I live off the beaten path, um, just finding you know that authentic life, that authentic Italy and simply like, um, making pasta with the grandmas, you know, or, or picking grapes on, on the vineyard and, and laughing and singing and just being a joy because that's how I live my life when I'm there. Mm. So I'd love to share that. Yes. Well, I love how you have so many talents and skills and I 
loved visiting you in your in your small village, which we will talk about in a little bit. But before we do, you've been highlighting this difference between the Italian way of life, which seems much more pleasure focused, and the American way of life. And Italy has obviously been in the news a lot lately. So what are some of your favorite things about Italy and about Italian culture as you experience it in your small village? Mm. It's, it's interesting because the things that I thought I wanted in my life, like I had to live by the sea. You know, I did a lot of things for myself. I wanted to live on a farmhouse and I wanted to um, grow my own vegetables and maybe make flames and and make olive oil and like more things that I really was was capable of doing on my own. <laughs> great idea um but but what i did was i i let my heart i kind of i kind of went inside and um, i didn't have a list. i didn't have this like mental list of oh it must it must have it must have the sea and it, it must have all these things i i that away and i just followed i followed my intuition i followed a small voice that said come to medieval village called Guardia San Fromandi in the south of Italy that nobody knows about. Um, well, people were discovering it through a house hunter show, but I was oblivious to that. I just followed my heart and I'm, I discovered um, this medieval village surrounded by uh, vineyards and, and olive groves and inhabitants that were you know, people who embraced me wholeheartedly and and their music and they you know they keep they've kept like every really is a big country no it's not it's only as big as california really but within italy you have so many regions each each mountain village practically is its own culture it's its own its own entity and you have so much what they have you know types of um, vegetation and more types of animals and more types of grapes and, and olives and anywhere else in the world. Everything is concentrated here. And you have people that are from all over, all over the world who have just emigrated to, to Italy. So it's got so much to offer. It's just a wealth of, of everything to offer. And um, so I just, um, I just discovered this you know, heaven on earth. Mm. Um, I, when I heard the music there for the first time, I felt like I wanted to be a part of the dancing troupe. So they've embraced me and I'm part of their, their dance troupe. I'm the tallest, you know, this tall American that, that dance their dialect. So I'm like two steps behind everybody else. <laughs> but I love it. And I think it's endearing. So Mm. like that I love hearing about the different regions the dancing the way of life there and are there things you've learned from living in Italy that you now take with you when you're in California y yes so what's important is living more in the moment now um so the way there's two ways of of 
um, so there's the there's the chronological way that we have schedules, and when we say we're going to somebody eight o'clock in the we better be there. We better be punctual, you know, um, because there's judgment in being late. I'm, I'm a person who's often late, so I never really fit into it. Um, but we overschedule ourselves um, here in this culture. And we're, we're constantly running this project to this appointment and, and trying to pack in so much in our to-do list and in our day. At the end of the day, we're to think about pleasure, you know. So in Italy, they live not clock, but more of a sort of flow. Like there's a natural flow to life, and it's it looks chaos. It looks like chaos. It looks like um, there's no organization, and there's a lot of um, just a lot of boisterous communication going on. But somehow there's this there's this ebb and flow that just works naturally. So you can be going about your day. You might have an appointment, but somebody comes and crosses your path, and that person in front of you is more important than the person that meets you. You know, in ten minutes, or if you're on a phone, you know, you stop the phone conversation and you give that person in front of you attention. Because here it's the opposite. And you're like, wait, I'm on the phone. <laughs> but no, that person in front of you is in their eyes deserves your attention and just exchanging, you know, how's your family? And and you know, what are you making for dinner? What did you eat? That's always very important too. Um, those little things just build so much relationship there. So those are the things I'd really try to take back with me, being being more in the chaos than in the chronos. Yeah. Yes. That's so important to be just part of that fertile chaos and flow. And I know that a lot of times, even in the States, people are literally eating dinner while they're looking at their phones and not even connecting with the person in front of them. And this is a whole nother level of, of reversing that thing. I might be on the phone. I might be the way to, on the way to an appointment, but I'm going to celebrate the serendipity of life and whoever crosses my path in that way. And when we were visiting you, we were there, I think three days and I can't remember what we did, but we did everything that we needed and wanted to because there was so much joy and eating and walking and having gelato. And we stumbled on some live music and you and I went to this beautiful little spa and none of it was really planned. It was just whatever we felt like doing in the moment. And it was so relaxing. It was the perfect vacation versus a lot of times our vacations aren't really vacations because we're just jetting around to different places like a crazy person. <laughs> so um, let's talk about that flow and how when I was visiting you, you were telling me a bit about the goddess Diana and how she has some roots in this part of the world that you live in part of the year. So how does the goddess culture and the feminine energy, how have you seen that impact the Italian culture? Mm, yes. Well, well, you know, it impacts it in every way. Um, the mother, mothers are the most irreverent and important person in a person's life. You know, they only have you have one, and they love their mom. They love their mamas. Um, they love their grandmothers, and they love the Madonna. The Madonna has a bigger than than her son. 
Jesus, even, you know, the Madonna, it's all about the Madonna, but it's also in their connection to Mother Earth. They, there's a lot of people out in, in the countryside versus the big cities. And even the people in the big cities, most of them were born in the countryside and came to the, to the cities to work. So they all have this connection to where they were born and their, their generation back, you know, they have this, so they have this like in, innate um, just relationship to the earth. So things are very natural and in flow and with respect and reverence to, to Mother Nature. So Mother Nature, it's all this energy there. And I feel it, you know, it's like the, when I got there, it was like the, the mountains and the, the, the rivers and the plants were like, you know, I could feel the divine feminine energy you know, underneath the kind of macho man, male, you know, the, that's, that's there. <laughs> but, but mother nature is is all pervasive and so and so where i live um they have the legend of the the witches you know that um were really just um women with intuition and spiritual powers and healing powers because they knew which plants to use and you know they knew um the stars and they just were so connected so Diana, the goddess Diana, um, in in not in the culture where I live, they called her Yanara, Yanara, witch, and it had like a negative connotation because of um, well, women had powers, and the world didn't want women to have these powers. You know, the church wanted to own those powers, or the medical profession wanted to own these powers, and so they, you know, they. Started and they called her a witch and they said that she was doing all these bad things like stealing babies and, and uh, you know, <laughs> um, when, you know, they a lot of mischief too, you know, we're women. <laughs> but, um, but the healing energies. And so where I live, there are healers, witches, and they're alive and well, and I've met them and they're amazing. And they just have this, this energy about them. And so go there, I want to connect with that energy and I, I want, and there's temples, there's, you know, all the churches were originally temples of the goddess and archaeological digs underneath churches and finding the ancient relics, like sometimes two and three below the civilizations when it was, when it was Egypt, you know, because Egypt also spread out like Rome did. And so you'll see temples to Isis and to, um, to Diana and to, um, oh, I can't remember some of the other goddesses, but they're, there's, um, they're very much alive and well there. And part of what I want to do is help women really find the God inside of them. It's like, when you say God, you automatically like your posture, it's like wearing the, wearing the crown. There's a power there we can connect to. And it's in Italy. It's all there. And if you find your goddess, you know, in in um, in Naples, there's the goddess um, who's uh, the goddess, you know, and, um, she's the siren, you know, and she beckons like the the sailors to come in, and depending on you know the 
the water very, very rough in the Mediterranean. But she's also, you know, there's a lot of fish in there. There's a lot of fish for them to eat. So she is just revered and the goddesses are just revered there. So I'm all for a return to the goddess and um, and coming to Italy and discussing you know, which God is resonating with you and going to the temples and really seeing them. So mm. uh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's yummy. Yes. Well, I want to hear more about that. So um, tell us about your travel company and the ways that you are working with women to help them find their goddess. Well, we, it's really about going within and... Um, maybe coming up with a few words um, that, well, you're good at this too. It's really like, uh, if you need to be, you know, a in your life, you know, there's a for that. Um, and, or if it's, re- or if you want to, you know, give birth to something, a child, a baby, or, you know, there's a, there's a, for that. so it's like, it's like having an intention and then finding the mythological goddess and then going on a treasure hunt. on that treasure you're gonna we're gonna connect because i'm gonna listen to what it is you always wanted to do when you were a child like what were your dreams maybe you always dreamt of being an artist or an architect or um a clothing designer you know like adorning yourself as a, as a child wearing you know dressing up in mom's clothes and putting makeup on you know that's a budding fashion designer fashion well fashion comes from italy you know it's it's all there and or maybe you wanted to be a chef you know maybe you always create um, amazing dishes and well you know italian food is you just can't get better than italian food so whatever your were that's who you that's like the core of who you are and um you know life in america you, you gotta you gotta make a living you gotta you gotta go to work something practical and often put those dreams aside so connecting with your inner goddess and connecting with your inner passion um that's what i want to do that's what i want to help women with and then and then stage it you know and then create create a, a time an artist and take some painting classes outside or with a ceramicist and actually playing and creating angels, you know, we've done that. Or or working with um, a chef and making pasta or by hand, you know, or with the grandmas because they're the ones that know how to do it. You don't need to be a chef. You just, you know, you give a woman flowers, she'll make pasta. <laughs> <laughs> those, are the, those are the things. I I want to listen and hear like uh, what is it that you really wanted to to do when you were you know what were your passions and then create a trip custom designed to bring that out in you you know and it's playful because it's too much you know we 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 just we're in the rhythm of the land you know so it's slow paced and and you leave room for you know because there's Somebody that comes over that's going to need our attention, you know, and there's going to be some drama or they're going to break out into song or dance. I mean, this is what really. And 
there for it. You don't want to be overly scheduled, you know, so that you miss out on those pleasurable moments in life. That's what it's all about. So, you know, we have a nice breakfast in the morning and then we go on to whatever activity and then the afternoons are free to just, you know, find things that that your heart's going to lead you to. So, it's a very unique kind of travel. I love it. It's intentional and fluid and serendipitous and um, enchanted. It feels like the land there is enchanted. And maybe you can tell us a little bit more about that. And if I'm not mistaken, it, it has some volcanic soil from being by Vesuvius. So, and you'd said things like there might be um, goats in the hills or some, I'm not maybe getting it right, but tell us about the lands and how enchanted they are. Well, it, it is enchanting because it's, and it's very feminine. You know, so that's base is so um, feminine, but there's also, yeah, there's Kali, there's Kali, there's volcanoes. Um, the famous Vesuvius that buried Pompeii in 71 AD, if I got my my dates right. But what it what it did, so volcanoes, you know, Kali, she is the great destroyer and the great creator. So yeah, there was. But then the, the the ash from the volcanoes made the the soil the richest soil in the world. So wheat that grows there is unlike it's there's like hundreds of types of wheat, and it's like the only country in the world that produces that many types of wheat. And then the country is the United States, six types of wheat. You know, I learned I recently learned this that like everything grows in Italy. Every region has their own and you don't put, you know, some apples are for putting, uh, for eating, some are for baking, some are for putting in a salad, some are, for, you don't mix, you know, some, some are for eating in the salad, some are for making a sauce, and don't use the wrong tomato, or it'll be like World War Three. they'll be like, no, what are you doing? <laughs> so, yeah, there are recipes like that, but, um, yeah, so, anyway, what was I talking about? <laughs> Fine. We're just in our feminine <laughs> talking about whatever comes up, but yes, the lands are so sacred and so enchanted and, um, and so particular, like it's an artistry. It feels like people are really creating art with their life and not just, um, producing for someone else with their life, the way that it might feel in, in America. Well, I mean, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because they have, there's Italy, the land, and there's Italy, the country, and they're all corrupt everywhere. So the people there don't realize always value they have, they have right under their feet, you know, and, um, and that's often, that's often the case, you know, so, so I, 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 I also, just you know, try to help them see. Look, you got something amazing here, and we can, we can just bring people here, but but not like they're coming to Venice where there's just too many people. Just you know, get outside of the big cities and drive around and just discover something that you that's undiscovered that no Americans have been to, and find the real Italy because that's really where where it's at. You know, and it helps them go. Wow, I really do have a cool place. I really love seeing that. We get, we all get jaded. We we think we kind of think that it's better somewhere else. Oh, you're from America. Oh, you're from California. Oh, that's, you're so lucky. 
why, don't, why are you here? Why did you choose this place? And oh, I have to just go in and, ex and, and, and explain. That part is open, you know. Mm -hmm. let's, talk about, let's talk about that, sink, like sinking into the moment, you know, and you were saying earlier, like there's not a plan. You just kind of experience life as it's happening with you. And we were talking before we started recording about the coffee culture and just how pleasurable it is to slow down and, and be in the moment, which we can't do right now in most parts of the world because of the coronavirus quarantines, which for good reason are protecting us and, and people. Um, but tell me about the coffee culture as you experience it in Italy. And let's both talk about how we're all being forced to find pleasure in more creative ways now that we're confined. Yeah. One of my, one of my, pleasurable things is to go to coffee houses and just, you know, sit with um, a cappuccino and maybe my journal and just write and just kind of be in the moment. I, I love that. And we can't do that right now. And the, Italy, everybody loves coffee. They love their coffee there. They love their coffee culture. So this is really hard for them to have to be home and not able to go out and, and just meet their friends meet the neighbors and find out what's going on like either you go into a coffee shop everyone's talking everyone's having a pastry nobody's on their cell phone no one goes in there to work on a computer you know they go to find out what's going on in the world or argue or talk gossip or you know it, there's a lot of drama going on when i when i leave my house and I, i'll go outside i don't know it's a small village but everything is completely different because there's so much life and so much drama. You just never know what to expect. And um, so I think right now, to get back to, um, you know, we're, we're confined in our homes. We're not um, able to participate in our, the things that, that we are doing, that we have to be doing. And I understand a lot of people are, um, are struggling right now, you know, and there's worry and there's anxiety. And there's a lot of things that we just have no control over. And at the, at, this is like the only time I've ever known in my entire lifetime, the whole world is um, not, does not have control over what's, what's going on, you know? So what, I think it's a real, it's a real learning to know what do we have control over and what don't we have control over? Because us Americans and our schedules and our, um, you know, needing to know, we need to know what's going, we need to what's coming up next or what's the next step, you know, Italians don't need to know. If, if, if they see an open door, they will go through it. They don't know why. They don't have a reason to, but there's an open door. Maybe there's a reason. Whereas an American will see a door and need to know how to open it open they won't go they just need to know that it will open mm. they might not need to go out so it's kind of an interesting analogy where italians will and their life will just become this beautiful tapestry and we need to know we need to control and we have no control we have no control here we are at home and a lot of us are going crazy because we don't get to go out shopping and we don't get to go out to restaurants and we don't get to go out to bars or, or nightclubs and all the things all the things that we 
must do to distract ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and instead, we have to and connect people who, you know, we chose to be with and who we often don't have time to be with. Mm. So we have choices. Everything is a choice. And, you know, I think that the, the frustration and we'll, we'll, we'll find the pleasure, a lot of us will find pleasure in very simple things. Mm-hmm. So it's different now, you know, just small rituals, you know, whatever you can. Um, I'm, I'm starting to bake bread at home, you know. So every day I have to feed my, my um, sourdough starter with some flour and some water. Um, I so many sourdough start in the past because I forget or I'm too busy, you know. No, it's there on my counter and I do it every day, you know, little things like that, little rituals. Washing our hands. What a ritual, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and and find, you know, the pleasure of the hot, the warm water and the soap and and washing as a as a prayer, you know, or as a as a setting out of an intention. And we're doing it. It's so it's long enough to say a prayer or set an intention and we're doing it all day long it's a it's like it's like wait it's like a to become aware don't touch your face because we're always doing things we're unaware of we have to be aware because our life depends on it mm. so learning a lot of lessons you know and we can't go outside very much so um finding joy okay in the small thing, but also going within. So um, for me, I just, I can sit for hours and just kind of follow a feeling that feels good in my body somewhere. You know, it could be my left big toe. If it's, if I, if, it, if I can't find anything, I can connect with my little pinky or something. That's the, oh, that feels good. And then, oh, if that feels good, let me that you know my hand or up my wrist or you know into my heart you know and then you can and then you really start to feel that the the energy you know you really start to feel the pleasure and it's so simple because it's not outside of us Mm -hmm. we don't have to change it's inside and it's like a sinking in and a getting quiet and and we have an opportunity and not worked and the best use of this time people is to just go inside and know yourself and that's where I get that's where I just derive the best of pleasure yes I could feel that in my body as you were talking about it and it is a new um way of of being in pleasure and finding pleasure is doing it within and feeling that the it's not less is more, although that's part of it. It's recognizing the world that is inside of us when we slow down, when we connect, when we're conscious. I mean, for me, those rituals are like bath time at night with my daughter or taking a walk and seeing, oh, there's a new rose blooming, you know, in the bush next door and, and things that I would have maybe not always paid as much attention to. It's like, there's so much 
here just to experience and to see. And I feel like that's the antidote to this mass consumerism and more and more and more that that the world is saying, Mother Nature is saying, we've got to take a break from. Like we have to find pleasure not in consumption, but pleasure in just experience and energy and connecting with someone else. And we can consume things, but with a different way, with like, a, a, like you said, a, a savoring and a reverence of, oh, this one tomato is just perfect and delicious, or this one scoop of gelato instead of feeling like we need to hoard or fill things up. Yeah, yeah. Well, speaking about hoarding, you know, I mean, a lot of that just comes from the fear of not being able to control our lives. And so, what do you do on toilet paper? that you have rolls and rolls of toilet paper, then you feel like you are taken care of. It's a good, it's a feeling, but little by little, we learn that we're, we have enough, you know, with a lot of, we have enough. When you do take the time to savor and enjoy what little amount, like a little chocolate, little chocolate truffles is, you know, but it's packed with lots and so one thing one little thing can make can make us can get a lot of mileage out of out of um absolutely and i feel like all the things we're talking about today really apply to our relationships too like not always looking for more and more and more like savoring what is there or you said earlier like letting go of the checklist and just being in the moment and um you would let go of your checklist of what you wanted when you moved to italy and just found the perfect place for you or um you know really sinking in sinking into ourselves first so i feel like it's a reawakening to our relationship with ourselves, and then therefore you know our relationship with others too and uh you you had really championed and the groups that were in you had championed celebrating how this time is really reawakening mother earth and helping her clear out her air and her rivers and um i imagine it's very exciting for you to think about going back to italy and seeing it in the, a more like pristine even more pristine state yeah yeah i am looking forward to going but it's true i mean the earth needed a break from all of us and we weren't listening. We've been so, so buying into this American dream, extending ourselves on credit, working until we're numb to just keep on top of that. And the pressure, the pressure to have more and more and more. Um, really, it's been killing us. It's been very, it's creates a lot of stress and also it creates a lot of unhappiness and and because we're unhappy you know we, we look for activities to numb our unhappiness and it's sad but we became numb a lot of the suffering that's happening in the world you know i'm not going to go into any details because we all know but um the earth was fighting back you know, and and um, and the fires. You know, the fires in Australia and all the cute little koala bears, and we're losing. And that woke up people. You know, but not enough apparently. You know, and I think that this little virus, this little virus called Corona, crown, um, is pretty intelligent. I don't see it as the enemy or evil because it's part of nature. Nature has its cycles. 
and 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 yes, it's it's terribly sad that vulnerable people their lives. I mean, there's there's no way to comprehend or understand that. Um, but we've been so numb, you know. And uh, this is a wake up call. This is a huge wake up call. And so many people are heeding that and are going to change the way they do things because everything is a choice but when you're aware of the choice, you know, whether it's recycling or, or, you know, not buying a gas guzzling car or, you know, just, just everything is a choice. We are for our choice. And a lot of people here say, oh yeah, but, but they're not doing it or most people aren't doing it or companies aren't doing it or governments. Well, you don't have control over that anyway. All you have control over is yourself anyway. So none of that matters. All that matters is what you do. And then what happens is your energy starts to get uh, lighter and your heart opens and joy fills in and you see more beauty, you see more details, you see more color and you really have more joy and more happiness, you know, and you make better choices. And then, and then the world just opens up for you and they send you to Italy. <laughs> I mean, of all places on earth. Oh, I cannot wait to get back to Italy. You know, I mean, and I want to, I want, I want that beauty of Italy to radiate everywhere. And, and I really want to see, I see a vision for a real heaven on earth. Optimistic, but I really see an opportunity to um, to tap into our feminine natures, mm-hmm. you know, because the feminine has been suppressed, you know, in us, in us women, and also in men, because we all have genders have all both energies, you know, and um, and we need to, you know, not in a violent like, okay, me too, had it had to happen, but we need to come in partnership with an olive branch <laughs> masculine, and to birth, to birth the divine masculine, to really rise up in our feminine and go, hey guys, we can, <laughs> we can work together and let's not fight. No, let's not try to be like, women don't need to be men and men don't need to be women. Let's be different and let's each other and let's defer to because when we have a vision and they come in with action and make it happen, then we can go the next step. But we don't all need to have checklists, you know, tool, but, tool belts. I mean, unless that's your thing, but that's fine too. But I think that there hasn't been enough value on just being. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that this is waking us up to that relaxing and being and connecting with nature, connecting with each other, even if it's over just a video call and I do believe this is part of the rising of the divine feminine who's always been there but like you talked about with the churches and the temples underground it's kind of like she's been you know forced to go underground and now that we're slowing down if we go back to how things were before which I don't actually think is possible but if we go back then the people who've died is just in vain you know like it's just what's the point and we can continue to point the finger at you know the virus but we can also look at wow this is an amazing opportunity to rewrite the 
the codes of humanity and to change the way that we interact. And I love what you said about who cares what other people are doing. You know, we can only control or, or be responsible for ourselves. And if enough people take responsibility for themselves and use this as an opportunity to go within for pleasure and to do do more with less and to enjoy what they have and to uh, embody and appreciate what they have, then that will be radical. I'm really excited for that. I mean, I'm just imagining if everyone can work more, tell it like whatever, um, did, um, digital nomad, or if, if people can work remotely because of everything that's happening, then that means people can go live for three months in Italy and, you know, visit you and do a tour. That means people can, you know, go learn another language and, and live somewhere else. That means they can start a side project. It's just, to me, it's going to unlock so much creativity. Yeah, that's a beautiful vision. It's it's claiming our The virus is good or bad. <laughs> it just is. And it's an opportunity for us to reclaim our lives. Mm-hmm. And that's the opportunity. And so each one of us have the power to make the choice. That's all we have power over is our own choice. Mm-hmm. Anything else? So I really hope that these conversations, you know, that someone will hear them and go, that's right, I can make a choice and I can, I can choose. Um, because there is, a, there is the potential for, for enough for everyone and for basic needs, you know, healthcare, you know, the things that we've been wanting. Um, there's enough. And we have the power that. Wow, that would be amazing. Yes, and as we were speaking, I was feeling the fullness of like the goddess, you know, she's full figured and she's full of life and she's full of uh, fertility and she's full of, <laughs> of bounty and beauty. And, and it feels so exciting to, um, to recognize that we have that within us. We don't have to go seeking outward. And then to want that for others too, to want everyone to feel full and to feel grounded and whole and, and that cornucopia type feeling and you know even the time that we all have now with this to relax and rest there's also art projects that people have probably been putting off or singing songs I've been singing way more I mean obviously I have a baby so I'm singing a lot anyway but I'm thinking yeah there's so many artistic expressions that we can now all feed ourselves with versus um, feeding ourselves with productivity like you were talking about yeah there's another thing I wanted to mention Mm -hmm. there's also um feeling guilty because so there there is suffering in the world right now and and a lot of people are feeling like well who am I to complain about who am I to own my own pain my own suffering nothing compared to what other people may be suffering right now and I just want to say something about that because it's like you know our pain is valid too you know and it doesn't it does just be and it doesn't invalidate the pain of others but what it does it 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 thaws us awakens us to feel it and you have to if you don't feel yourself but you only feel others pain you're not part of the solution (laughs) no (laughs) and it's perpetrating it's continuing the suffering because we aren't taking care of ourselves first you know, and, and when we do that, when we acknowledge our own pain, not as a victim, but as a way of healing it, 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 really, it really gives 
I think it, I think if you're if you know if you're talking to somebody and they can relate to that and they can also um pain it's like this this ricochet effect this 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 wave effect that people will heal themselves and become an instrument of healing and a vessel of healing instead of instead of paying attention to the suffering because the suffering you know we don't over that either we can to help but first first we have to help ourselves and then we're stronger to help others so it's like the gap it's like the airplane you know you help yourself and then you put on your child um and if you don't do that you're none, no one has a chance you know so so it's really acknowledging pain and not saying well, who might have pain when there's real suffering in the world because we all have pain mm-hmm. being numb to that pain Yes. I feel like being numb to the pain is what creates the addiction to these false, not false, but these distracting pleasures that aren't truly fulfilling. We're just using these distracting pleasures to numb out because we're not being real with the pain. And I loved what you said. It's like us being a martyr isn't really helping anyone. It's just disconnecting us and it's just creating these addictions. And it's also disempowering the other person to think, well, I need to help this person. I need to save this person. Right. I need to take, takes us out of ourselves and out of our bodies and, and out of what's really nourishing for us. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Well, I have had so much fun chatting with you. How can people find out about sweet life Italy? And, and money magic. <laughs> <laughs> I have I have a blog called Moolala. <laughs> I love that. Moolala.com. And that's where I'm the money magician. And I do everything from tax returns to business plans to helping you really build a positive relationship with money. None of us have learned our caregivers, our parents. I mean, a lot of them grew up in the depression era where there was scarcity. And again, you don't have to live that life of scarcity. So you can create prosperity. So um, that's that's the financial side of me because I own that. That's who I am too. And then Sweet Life Italy, I'm on Facebook with that. I'm, uh, I also blog um, so you can... <laughs> or my email address is abccpa at svcglobal.net. Then you connect directly with me. Amazing. Well, I will put those links in the show notes. Thank you for creating this pleasurable life for yourself and sharing about your life in Italy. And I hope everyone can enjoy the fruits of Italy um, and the fruits of connecting to themselves in the meantime. Yes, I do too. Thank you for having me. It was really a pleasure. A real pleasure. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in and turning on for healthy love because better relationships mean more power, more creativity, and a better planet. I'm here to end the suffering of abuse and loneliness, and it starts with you. Please subscribe to my show and leave a review.